Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 247 for October 17, 2021. I am Marty. Hey, I am Kristoff, and uh, I have some coffee, and I'm awake. <laughs> uh, you know, so, sometimes we start this show and i'm uh i'm not quite full up the speed but uh i think i'm up the speed i mean, maybe not i haven't watched everything but i'm up the speed in terms of uh mental capacity and motor mouth ability so uh let's see what we can get into today yeah yeah you're you're, you're kind of in a in a good spot you're you're with us and uh, i am with you i have a, a chai this morning uh, oh. I am. I am up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's mm-hmm. who I am because I'm yeah. fancy boy. Quite uh, nice. Pinky's uh, out, dear. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's it's been another crazy freaking week in the world of ProRes. So let's just kick into it. Yes, Chris. That is the music that CNN used to play when they were covering the war in Iraq. Wow. <laughs> okay. Do we need an intervention? <laughs> am that, I digging? Uh, am I digging too far into the crates? <laughs> I mean, look, it's a uh, to Turner property. Okay, That's so true. you know you have the synergy with with AEW right there. Yes. Um, you know, mortal enemies of the McMahons because of the liberal agenda. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. the war on both ends. It kind of works. Uh, I'll uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it now that I know what the fuck it is. Yes, yes, you're you're welcome. But uh, we we are at war, ladies and gentlemen. The the wrestling war, uh, you know, you could say it, it started in earnest in October 2019 with the most high note casualty being NXT as we knew sure. it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But R.I.P. We hit a whole new level of of war this week. We talked about it last week because all we really had at the time was uh, because of uh, baseball playoffs. SmackDown was going to be moved to FS1, uh, and they're also going to be on FS1 this coming week. But still, they were being moved to FS1, and for whatever reason, they decided it was going to be a supersized edition of SmackDown. Uh, As opposed to airing from 8 to 10 Eastern Time, it would be airing 8 to 10.30, which meant if just for one half hour there would be a battle between WWE main roster programming and AEW programming, arguably the B-show in Rampage. But still, it would be AEW versus WWE proper, if just for one night. And though this move was met with some some rather comical shit-talking from Tony Khan at the time... (laughs) <laughs> Over the course of the week, this ramped up like crazy. 
it was a it was it was a uh, uh, rich boy pissing contest essentially. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, they're they're of different generations, but I mean, you think about it, Vince McMahon is kind of the same sort of situation as Tony Khan, you know, uh, got the, the, the money from working for, or being, you know, from his dad Mm -hmm. to start his wrestling company, Mm -hmm. uh, or to take over a wrestling company. Either way, the backgrounds are similar. Um, you know, there are parallels there at least. And, uh, you know, rich boy pissing contest. It started with SmackDown, getting the extra half hour, uh, into the 10 o'clock hour to go against rampage. And then it ramped up with, uh, Tony Khan announcing that there's going to be a buy-in, uh, before the episode of Rampage, which yeah. I thought only started at 9.30, so I missed the first half hour yeah, No, no, no. They, they, they decided it was going to be a full hour, and all that was announced at the time right. was it was going to be uh, a, a tease for the Brian Danielson-Bobby Fish match on Dynamite on Saturday. So it would right. be Brian Danielson and Bobby Fish against world-class opponents. But it would start at 9 p.m., an hour long on YouTube. Why yeah. exactly we needed a buy-in for Rampage, I don't know. Then it continued to ramp up. Uh, SmackDown's final half hour, the uh, the half hour that was going to uh, uh, air opposite Rampage, was moved to commercial-free, mm-hmm. essentially removing any want or need for fans at home to change the channel. Yep. Uh, and then uh, it, it just turned into even more of a pissing contest, both in the press and in terms of what they were booking. Y- you had Tony Khan uh, doing multiple stops of press, essentially sort of saying that some of this is kayfabe, you know, that, that he feels uh, that there's nothing better than a wrestling war. He grew up in the, the Monday Night Wars era, sure. you know. If he wants to make a splash, he has to shit talk the competition. And uh, he even said he's not going to be Eric Bischoff. He's not going to challenge Vince McMahon to a fight. Uh, no, yeah, no, I, and I get that, but also at the same time, some of the things he says are very Bischoff esque. Yeah, no, no disagreement, no disagreement. But there, there seemed to be an acknowledgement and a wink and a nod of, "Hey, I'm, I'm playing promoter here. I'm." I, I'm trying to have fun with this because this is this is more fun for everyone when there's a sense of palpable competition. Uh, I mean, we even saw it in what was booked for that last half hour, you know, that we were going to have Becky and Sasha uh, have their first one-on-one match in ages. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there was an announced Brock Lesnar appearance, uh, so we knew there was going to be something there. Roman Reigns had uh, some... Rather interesting comments as well. Uh, he decided to join the fray. He was uh, doing an interview with Complex Sports. Yeah. Says uh, he doesn't see AEW as competition because their fan base is a hardcore one with both <clears throat> a ceiling and built-in floor, while WWE is about connecting with the mainstream. That statement, one, makes no sense. Yeah. And two, I wonder how it felt for him to have Vince McMahon's hand up his ass and uh, Vinny K uh, do or Vinny Mac doing a ventriloquist uh, sort of impression there. Those are Vince's words coming out of Roman's mouth. Yeah, not yeah. A fuck. And, and look, Roman's clearly a lifer. Roman, uh, yeah. R- Roman is clearly a made man. Like he is, you know, he is the 2021 Rock, Austin Savage. Like he's the guy. Cena, yeah. yeah. Taker, they're not jumping ship. Exactly. He's the guy. 
I just got an idea. Can I sidetrack real quick? Yes, by all means. Okay. Uh, so just mentioned John Cena. He's got a new uh, TV show coming out soon on HBO Max. Yes, he does. Peace HBO Peace Max uh, owned by uh, by Warner mm-hmm. and uh, Turner, Warner mm-hmm. together. Yes. I'm talking some corporate synergy. John Cena shows up on fucking. <laughs> I wondered if that was going to happen Peacemaker. with. I wondered if that was going to happen with Wipeout because he was literally on TBS hosting That's Wipeout. True. He was, it yeah. Didn't happen. Well, now maybe John Cena can't appear on Dynamite, but a Peacemaker can. Peacemaker can. Oh my god, the uh, Twitter would literally explode. Yes, if if it didn't explode enough this week, uh, because also we had uh, some weird back and forth with uh, Top Dollar uh, shit talking those who wear sneakers. Uh, in, in who's top dollar? Uh, AJ Francis of uh, Hit Row. Oh, okay. Yeah, he w- he was basically uh, he he was throwing shade on Twitter, indicating without saying their names. Talking about the Bucks. Talking about how the Bucks don't really wear those sneakers outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. That that they are that they are faux sneaker heads, which of course just led to more pissy matches on Twitter and, and well, they're heels, so yeah. they're supposed to be dickheads, uh, right? Right, exactly. Uh, but it, you know, it ended up turning into a, a whole thing over the next few days, and then as we actually got the card for the buy-in, uh, we got uh, Bobby Fish going against Lee Moriarty, uh, yeah. recently signed. Uh, indie upstart who uh, you know we've spoken about on this show previously talking about you know his appearances on dark and dark elevation how we saw him in mlw and that sort of thing uh in what i thought was a hilarious spite booking we would get tay conti against the recently released santana garrett chris do you know why that match was booked uh because they had a god-awful match on nxt uh one week not just that it was back in November 2019. It was the first quarter that AEW lost to NXT. <laughs> really? That was it? Yeah, that was the wow. first one they lost to NXT. Take on okay. versus Santana Garrett. So, Tony Khan, with the memory of uh, a steel trap, or maybe slightly autistic, I don't know, uh, he decided, I'm going to go ahead and... Just throw that on the card. And then, of all things, Brian Danielson was going to be going one-on-one with Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. I've been murder grandpa continuing to make the rounds uh and just you know uh dream match after dream match either against an indie top superstar or you know one of the best wrestlers in the world currently active in brian danielson um holy shit balls i mean just the announcement of this you know uh made made me uh moist uh in the nether regions i mean yeah. it was it was a it was a mudslide in mexico if you will um yeah. oh i regret that statement though <laughs> um but yeah that yeah, was that made it sound like you had the poopy pants when you heard yeah, it, but well, it's okay it was a little swampy ass. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, and it was, you know, match in Miami. So the humidity uh, oh, yeah, plays a factor. Definitely in high, high, uh, <laughs> high heat in Miami. Uh, but, uh, you know, there was also the additional announcement that the opening match of Rampage proper on TNT, CM Punk right. versus uh, Matt Seidel was going to be made commercial free. 
But let's be honest, the key thing we were looking at here, the key thing we were excited about was, holy fucking shit, we're getting Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki in 2021. For free. Yeah, for free on On YouTube. On YouTube. Anyone can watch it anytime. If you haven't watched it, pull it up. We're going to talk about it. Uh, But good Lord. Now, as we sit here on Sunday, October 17th at, Mm -hmm. excuse me, 1027 a.m., Mm-hmm. All we have is the quote unquote fast national numbers right? in terms of ratings. And the idea behind the fast nationals is um, it's like an estimate of the rating. Uh, you know, the, the, the top cities are all uh, polled and engaged. And Chris, uh, I, I feel like you more than I can talk about how flawed the entire ratings oh, process God. is. Yeah, it's 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 just a sample of you know actual uh, people who are viewing or listening to something. The, 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 you know, it's it's a very imperfect science the whole way, but it's the it's the pro it's the system that's that's in place. Uh, there have been attempts to replace the Nielsen system, or um, you know, uh, fuck, I even I've already forgotten the name of the company that does it for radio. Wow, five years Arbitron? gone. I've, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five years gone, and I've blocked. I've blocked so many fucking <laughs> things about radio out of my mind. It's no, uh, okay. It's it's quite the coup. Um, but uh, but yeah, the 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 system is flawed clearly. So you know, you get these uh, numbers that are estimated and extrapolated to be what the actual viewership might have been. Yes. Um, and for Rampage, you know, by those early quick numbers. Yeah, let, 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 let's lay out those numbers. Yeah, it look, it, yeah, go ahead. So these, these are the numbers. And and undoubtedly, because of what we've seen, if you pay attention at all to ratings talk, and I'll say if you don't, you are a better person for it. Because Yeah, don't get sucked into that. It is the most insufferable people on Twitter who dig into it. Uh, and... Usually WWE stands. Uh, oh, AEW stands get into it too. Um, just look at Brian Alvarez's comments every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I try not to. Like, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I will say uh, fun gifts of the uh, Nigerian uh, funeral dancers. That that's always great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, SmackDown averaged seven hundred ninety-three thousand viewers on FS1. AEW Rampage averaging 549,000. So one could say that's an absolute win for WWE. In terms of, yeah, in, in terms of those numbers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, still waiting. There, there were no demographic uh, information. Yeah, no demographic, uh, no demographic, excuse me, no demographic information, no quarterly hours. So right. this is the show in totality from 8 to 1030 getting 793. We don't know what that looks like when it was 10 to 10.30 versus the 10 to 11 of of Rampage. And what I will also point out is these two facts and figures. And again, I'm not taking a side here. I'm just mentioning these things because I think it's interesting. The prior times that SmackDown aired on FS1, the show averaged between all of the airings, because I remember like the first few were really bad, and then the last one was pretty good, mm-hmm. averaging 933,000 viewers. Okay. So we are looking at a 200,000 viewer drop. Huh. All right. But you had, you know, game one of the, uh, what, NLCS or ALCS on, on Fox that night. It was one of the league championship series yeah I, i'm i'm not uh, sure which one it was off, if myself. not both now but 
Yeah. On the other side, you have Rampage, which was up from the 502,000 viewers it did the week before. So it was up roughly 50,000 viewers. Yeah. um, You know, (laughs) and I don't believe this, but just to make the joke, uh, I blame the Captain Marvel lead in (laughs) for the uh, (laughs) for the for the loss there. If we're going to take it. Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's somebody on God's green Twitter that actually believes that, but, yes. uh, yeah. I, that was uh, solely for entertainment purposes. It did yes. not mean that. Yeah. We, because again, we don't really give a shit. So <laughs> what, what I will say is this was not a blow away win for WWE. No, because no. it may not be a win at all, depending on what happens with the, when the real numbers come out on Monday. Yeah, because numbers go up, numbers go down. You know, a, a few weeks ago, it looked like SmackDown had the highest ratings it's had in months. But it turns out a number of the, the cities that were pulled were actually airing NFL games at the time. <laughs> so uh, the number went from like two and a half million to, you know, just over two. So, yeah. like, we, we don't know for sure. I'm sure there will be people debating this on Monday. I already feel like a shithead for having talked this much about ratings, but I, I feel like the story that that would have been interesting coming out of this, had this been a blowaway destruction, mm-hmm. I've no doubt that WWE would have talked to Fox about putting a third hour of SmackDown on Friday nights on FS1. Oh, wow. Ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, that makes sense. That definitely seems like something they would do. Uh, but God, just come on. Come on. I mean, isn't that 205 Live uh, time that you're cutting, chipping which, into there? Which is a completely incorrect and false name at this point. Because yeah, it wasn't like people, a 400-pounder in action. Yeah, on, they, uh, they have people of all uh, sizes and weights, and yeah. also uh, it's taped. So... <laughs> <laughs> we, we got it's that a going. misnomer in every uh, every meaning of the word. Anyway, let's go ahead and well, very okay, quickly. Just one oh, more, one more thing ahead. on the ratings. Yes, please. For you and I, for the uh, general pro wrestling fan out there, they don't fucking matter. The important thing to take away from this is that for at least uh, the brass at both companies, it is leading to – uh, competitive booking, which yes. is the positive to take out of this whole thing. And again, as we move into it, this is the reason why we got Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki on Friday evening, which that is a win for pro wrestling fans. Absolutely. It, it, it you know, to, to use another slagalism, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. The, the fact that you got, Becky versus Sasha on free TV. Yeah. The fact that you got. Well, cable, but yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> the, the, the fact that you got Brock Lesnar back in the mix mm-hmm. on SmackDown side. And it looks like it's going to be a face Brock, which is real interesting. Um, the fact that you are getting guys like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, uh, CM Punk brought into AEW and yeah. featured as prominently as they are is because of competition. Sure. Everyone wants to outdo everyone else. And honestly, I think in totality, this is the most fun both companies have been in a long time. 
even yeah. though I think there are some serious flaws still with the product WWE is putting out, NXT 2.0, I think that, you know, it's made them shake some things up. Would Big e, Big e be world champion right now? Maybe. Fair. Maybe. I mean, he's, you know, been a... a, a a notable, important player in, you know, WWE for a number of years now. And, there, it, you know, even if there wasn't an AEW, there's a chance he'd be getting a, a, a run. I'm not saying it's a big chance, but yeah. there's a chance. Would they finally turn Roman heel? You know, would would, yeah. would Edge be brought back so prominently? You know, like, I, I feel like that there are elements of this where, yeah, they're throwing spaghetti against the wall, but they're being made to throw spaghetti against the wall. And sometimes that spaghetti's pretty damn good. Uh, I don't like the idea of Vince McMahon throwing two spaghetti dinners against the wall in one night. <laughs> yeah, so. you'd, you'd like to be informed if he's going to be doing that. Um, and, you know, we very clearly are big AEW fans here. And I, I think, you know, we're just seeing the, 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 the product improve by leaps and bounds, even if they really need to get a fucking sound guy in there to figure out how to mic the crowd better and also do a direct play of the fucking themes into the show. Yeah, I know. I've been saying that since week one, but, you know, it seems like they're pretty set in what they're doing right now. They've made some tweaks to make it sound at least a little bit better. The the theme music's musics. Yeah, wow. But... but it's still not where I think it should be. Anyway, let's very quickly talk about the World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years. <laughs> the revolutionary force. So we got the King of the Ring tournament and the Queen's Crown tournament going on concurrently, Chris. So why couldn't they call it Queen of the Ring? I have no idea. Okay. I guess they just wanted to have some different names. Uh, We have the semifinals set for the... um, uh, The... uh, Queen's Crown. Queen's Crown and King of the Ring. Um, So Xavier Woods uh, and uh, Jinder Mahal uh, progressed on the Raw side. Xavier Woods defeating... Richard O'Shea. <laughs> oh, Flippy Ricky. Yeah. Uh, which was actually else. a really good match. And I know Xavier has legitimately talked about wanting to be a part of uh, King of the Ring, if not the actual King of the Ring. For yeah, years. a lot. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's cool to see him there. Uh, on SmackDown side, we actually uh, got all the way to the finals because uh, Finn Balor defeated Sami Zayn. On Friday, so uh, and he's back to regular Finn Balor with the the coat and the you yes, know yeah intro with his package. Look at my dick presentation as the camera rolls yes. by. Chet Balor. Okay. Uh, right. So uh, it, it, the finals <laughs> at Crown Jewel right now is going to be Finn Balor against the winner of Xavier Woods and Jinder Mahal. I, wow! At Crown Jewel. Yeah. Cool. At Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that Thursday? Is that happening? Uh, uh, it is. It is Thursday. Blood Money in the Jungle is on Thursday. Doesn't that uh, conflict with uh, the airing of NXT UK on Thursday afternoons? Yeah, probably. Okay. Now, something I I think you'd find very funny is on the Queen's Crowd side, because they started it on SmackDown. SmackDown is further ahead. In the finals, after having a fucking goose egg since her return, Zelina Vega's gone 2-0 and is in the finals. Hell yeah, she turned it up, baby. Let's go. And she will be facing the winner of Shayna ba- uh, Shayna Baszler and uh, Dewdrop. 
Okay. On oh Monday. man, this ugh, it's going to be Dewdrop versus fucking <laughs> Zelina Vega, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, probably. Well, actually, you know what? I don't know because Shayna is supposed to be moving over to SmackDown anyway. Oh well. So, although I, I, was Zelina supposed to be going to Raw? See, I've already forgotten half the fucking I, drafting things. I don't <laughs> don't care. In other women's <laughs> wrestling news. Uh, again, proving that none of this makes any sense or matters uh, at times. Uh, it's whose line is it anyway for pro wrestling? Yes. The wins so, and losses don't matter and everybody's here for fun. So Naomi fun. Naomi last week on SmackDown said she wanted a match with uh, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville said, hey, I'm retired. I'm not going to have a match. They announced that there was going to be a match between Sonya Deville and Naomi. Okay. That got promoted for the Super Size SmackDown. Sonya Deville comes out to have the match and says, oh, by the way, it's a handicap match and brings out Shayna Baszler, who has been drafted to SmackDown, but is not formally part of SmackDown yet. Shayna Baszler absolutely murked Naomi. Cool. Yes. Who, who, what does that accomplish for any of those people? Uh, I guess we're going to get a Naomi uh, Shayna feud in a week. And they'll run that match back for the next two months. Undoubtedly, it, provided okay. they remember they ran it the first time. <laughs> uh, okay, if only there was, you know, a, a tool that could be used to access such information uh, in the palm of your hand. Mm. If only, yeah, or or perhaps like a an ongoing network of videotapes. Well, it's kind of a cluster, mm. you know. All the uh, all the all the streaming um, all the bandwidth for Peacock right now is going to Michael Myers. So <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Although scrolling through, they have a wide selection of horror movies uh, on the cock right now. So. It is Peacocktober. Yeah, if you're looking to get which a is a spooky, thing they're trying to make that is not going to work. Peacocktober is that? Oh wow, that's that's awful. Um, yeah. But hey, I you think know? I saw another streaming service was pushing. I shit you not, Falltober, and I'm like, what? What? Autumntober. Um, As I was – after watching Halloween Kills the other night, I was just scrolling through the offerings of the spoopy section of Peacock. And very cleverly, they – if you scroll like all the way to the bottom, they've recut some scenes from like – classic sitcoms to make them seem like horror movies. Oh, that's Um, amazing. Yeah, like the I watched the Parks and Rec one, obviously, uh, and it was uh, it was really funny. And there's like an Office one. There were a couple other ones as well. Just recut to to make it seem like it's a horror movie. Uh, good, good, good work. Good, clever, clever work. But it was buried at the very fucking bottom uh, of everything, you know. But yeah, you know. yeah. no. Still, I, I I should definitely give that a a, a spin. Yeah. Um, also, uh, on the NXT side of things, just because, you know, it, it's worth talking about just to say how weird it is. Uh, is it? Uh, they continue to uh, hyper-push Braun Breaker. Uh, they're doing a can-they-get-along tag match, which they had two of back-to-back on Raw, by the way. Um, okay. With Champa. With, with Champa, yeah. They're, they're teaming up uh, on NXT next week to go against the Grizzled Young Vets. The Grizzly Young Vets still in the mix. Good for them. Aren't they UK? Uh, weren't they UK guys? At one they point? were, but they they okay. got brought to the states uh, last year. Um, okay. The new sure. USO officially dropped. Um, <laughs> as Fatu got announced as Solo Sokoa. Okay. All right. Yes. So when he goes to the main roster, will he be Solo or Sokoa? 
Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Uh, wow. Uh, let me put him with the the bloodline, then he won't be. Going to pose a question to you. Yeah, please. Um, does the uh, does the Anawai family believe in condoms? <laughs> no, no. They There's a lot of those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> they you are. Uh, you don't headbutt a Samoan, breeders. and you don't wear protection with a Samoan. That's, <laughs> that's the unspoken second rule. And of is, course, or, or the third rule is you can't power bomb Kidman. <laughs> or is the uh is that uh pacific island seed so potent it just pops through uh any uh any kind of prophylactic you have there it's po- the, the bloodline will not be stopped the bl- <laughs> <laughs> there's no stopping this bloodline yeah uh you know it's it's so potent It'll, it will surgically <laughs> untie a lady's tubes yes. and impregnate that is yes. uh that is a that's a strong seed in the uh in that family tree over there man so chris last week we talked about <laughs> i'm not done talking about polynesian cum come on <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry chris son of a like bitch a don't you change the channel on me <laughs> all right fine do your segue go ahead uh so chris last week we talked about the the weird state of the north american title because Isaiah yeah. Swerve Scott had it, won it in June, hadn't defended it, was going to yep. be defending it on NXT on Wednesday, defending against Santos Escobar. Well, it, I am happy to tell you that there is a new North American champion, and it is Carmelo Hayes. Wait, who? Carmelo Hayes. Okay, explain to me who that is. <laughs> he is uh, he's the guy who won the NXT breakout tournament in August, formerly known as Christian Casanova. Okay, but I thought the match was with Santos Escobar. It was. So... Let me take a step back. So at the top of the show, (laughs) it was revealed that Legado del Fantasma had attacked Uh Hit Row in the parking lot, kidnapping Top Dalla and B-Fab. So that's the the one holdover from NXT into NXT 2.0 is that the parking lot is the most dangerous place in pro wrestling. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, that gotcha. Has, that has remained continuity. Also, for some reason, they said that hit row hadn't heard from Ashanti, the Adonis, by the way, hit row are supposed to debut on SmackDown this Friday. So okay. we got that. All right. So the match was Isaiah Swerve Scott with no partners, uh, on the outside against, uh, 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 Santos Escobar of Legado yeah. del Fantasma. <laughs> Uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde tried to get involved, but out came Carmelo Hayes and his tag partner, Trick Williams, to make the save. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott hit the JML driver, his finisher, and Escobar to retain the title. Hayes came into the ring, held up Scott's arm, but then dropped Scott with a clothesline and used his title shot contract, which he earned from winning the breakout tournament. Oh, my God. To get a match and then one he won it with an axe kick it's not money in the bank you dumb fucks well they're trying to make it one okay so that's what happened there uh also that's one uh, way to get the title off swerve so i guess mission accomplished sure uh it made no one look good um Lacey Except Evans, the, uh, the five uh, five cuts to the shocked faces of everybody around the ring. Right, right. Well, you know that's how many people they had around the ring. Yeah, very small venue is what I'm trying to say. Also, Lacey <laughs> Evans gave birth to a second child, and the father of that child, Ric Flair, will be appearing at a Republican political fundraiser. So, <laughs> um, 
That's what Lacey Evans, if you're listening, um, and I'm sure you are, because yeah, why would... big fan. I, yeah, I, I've I've seen that name in the uh, Patreon locks. Uh, nobody wants to see photos on Instagram of you uh, squatting a baby out in a uh, kiddie pool in your house. Okay. Oh, 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 I missed that. You missed them. Yeah, I saw this morning. So apparently, um, she was unhappy. If I if I I quickly read the the status, she was unhappy that. Her daughter and husband wouldn't be allowed to be in the delivery room because of COVID protocols for having the second child. So she opted to have the child at home uh, so her family could be a part of it. Is this something that happens where children are uh, a part of the birthing process? That seems really fucking weird to me. I have no idea. I, I, I know in this era of the home birth and the doula and the whatnot, it is definitely a lot uh, a lot more uh, woo-woo weird uh, than it was in the past. So. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants to see that. Uh, I mean, th- obviously the pictures couldn't be graphic because they were on fucking Instagram and yes. she's a public figure. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't need to see your daughter wiping sweat off your forehead with your fucking husband in the catcher's position ready to fucking, uh, you know, catch a baby from falling out of your cooter. All right. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to drink my morning coffee and see that on the gram. All right, yeah. Lacey Evans. So if you yeah, could uh, very... fucking stop it. Very weird. <laughs> just and go away, maybe. I mean, I could unfollow her, but that, you know. Yeah, why would you want to do that? Then I wouldn't have uh, anything to go off on a five-minute diatribe. I'd be back talking about Polynesian cum again. Let's go ahead and break into the AEW shows. Uh, you, actually, you know what? Let's take a step back. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have watched one match of the G1. That's the G1 for me is one oh, match. Oh, buddy. Oh. I know. I know. Oh, it's been no. a very busy week. It's been a very busy I, week. I, I get it. I get it. Um <clears throat> Is there like a master list of the of the mat top? I guess I could go in cage match, but yeah, cage uh, match would be the, the, the way probably to go. worth it. Yeah, um, okay. that that would definitely be the way to go. Uh, but w- this week will be the finals of the G one. Yeah. Uh, three nights of the Budokan. Uh, we got uh, tomorrow, and then I think it's Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, okay, are going to be the final nights. Here's how it's looking: the A block is where anything could happen. Shingo's still in the mix. Uh, Abushi still in the mix. ZSJ still in the mix. Kenta still in the mix. Okay. So that that's going to come down to the finals. But it's very clear the B block is either going to be Okada or Cobb, and they are facing each other in the final night of the B block. So okay. Oh God. I mean, because Cobb is yet undefeated in in the uh, in the B block, correct? Right. Right. As is Okada. Oh, Okada is as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then the winner will have the tie. Okay. All right. Wow. Uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta go for Cobb here. Just give me Cobb and fucking Shingo for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. And I will, uh, you know, uh, I, I can start 2022 out in a, on the right foot. Yeah, doing and, bad, bad, but yeah. And by all means, give us a Bushi Cobb as the finals, please. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are matches we've seen before, but they've absolutely fucking ruled. So, I mean, I mean, Yeah. We were uh, was it was what, no it was Osprey Cobb at the Garden right or was it Abushi Cobb? Uh, it was Osprey Cobb at the Garden. It was Abushi went against Naito. Ah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the Battle of the Necks. Yes, and Shingo <laughs> wasn't on the show. 
I wonder, Sh- might have been in the pre-show battle royal. No, no, no. I think Shingo was around at that point. Oh, okay. Anyway, it was only like two years, two and a half years ago. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember when he debuted because he was a fairly recent addition to Lij, but at least by comparison to the others. I don't, I don't, I don't recall. Uh, you know, he he probably hadn't won me over at that point. I think, I think he had been around at that point because he did the best of the super. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, you slice it. Uh, the first night of two in Philadelphia for uh, New Japan USA. Oh yeah, that was last Strong. night. Huh? Was last night. Uh, word is the Minoru Suzuki Chris Dickinson main event was awesome. Uh, but what is worth noting is that the following three uh, three things have been signed for the November thirteen San Jose show. It's going so to they're be- running opposite Full Gear. They are. They are. Well, they had at the time when they booked it, Full Gear was set for November 6th, and then ah. they moved Full Gear. Um, but Jay White will be defending the Never title against Tamahiro Ishii. We're going to okay. have Juice Robinson versus Moose, as Moose continues to get ingrained into New Japan USA. Juice is Moose. And d- announced at the show last night and video posted on social media, Buddy Matthews making his debut, the former Buddy Murphy. Buddy. Buddy. I'm not your Kenny, buddy. Nah. Um, so, you know, I, I I think, especially considering numbers are down so much in Japan, I think we're probably going to see soon some level of restrictions removed, which means hopefully we can get the crowds cheering and clapping and booing and everything else. Um I would love to see a proper Wrestle Kingdom in January, even if they yeah. can't have all the fly-ins, just to see, you know, a real crowd reacting. Yeah. Um, so hoping for the best there. And uh, the U.S. shows continue to get more and more stacked. I, I think the weird lucking out of having guys like Jay White and Will Ospreay and Juice Robinson and Minoru Suzuki on the shows definitely helped raise the profile overall. Sure, sure. Uh, buddy, buddy seems like a you know a smart pickup at this point. Yeah, you think they put him you know with the United Empire, or do you think he kind of goes on his own for a while? Uh, I will just say, I hope they don't put him in the Bullet Club. That that is that oh. is ultimately my main takeaway. Please don't put him in the Bullet Club. Would he be the only American in the Bullet Club now? <laughs> I Ch- guess the God uh, are technically the American. fucking Crown Jewel Chase Owens, my friend. Uh, he doesn't count. <laughs> Crown Jewel. <laughs> Does not count in anything. Crown Jewel. Yeah, sure. So he's going to be in uh, Saudi Arabia on Thursday? Yeah, Thursday? exactly. It's going to be okay. him. It's, right. it's him versus Roman Reigns. I mean, and... they named the show after yeah, him. Yeah, and he's going to beat Roman in 14 minutes, weirdly enough. Yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> no, that's going to at least 23. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> As we were. So in addition to all of the Monday night... Monday night. Friday night wars stuff. Yeah. Uh, AEW had kind of a weird week in so much as Tony Khan was photographed on the sidelines of the Jaguars game on Sunday. And somebody was like, wait a minute, he's got a notebook. Wait yeah. a minute, what's on that notebook? And I'm sure the people who were looking at it were like, got information on what's going on behind the scenes. I know there's been some coaching shakeups in the Jaguars. Maybe there's some <laughs> yeah. info. Yeah. No, it was actually... What seems to be the full card for full gear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is just a, a doofus mistake or, you know, genius seed planting. Uh, it, time will tell. Uh, but 
thank you, TK, for, yeah. for that. And I will say, based off of Rampage and Dynamite this week, all Looks of like, this yeah. sounds legit. So Looks like that's where they're headed. Yeah. So what we've got is, of course, the AEW world title match, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. We've got John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, which presumably is going to be the finals of uh, the world title eliminator tournament that starts this yeah. week. Inner Circle versus American Top Team, which was pushed very, very hard last night on Dynamite. MJF yep. versus Darby Allen. Yep. Again, building to that. Interestingly, CM Punk versus Wardlow. Yeah, uh, I mean, CM Punk's been very vocal about uh, his dislike of MJF on the commentary. So, you know, that makes sense. Uh, We've got Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill, which had a big note next to it that said, short. (laughs) Oh, I missed that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, So they're going to squash Thunder Rosa for Jade to become the TBS, uh, inaugural TBS champ. Or or at least in a first round match. Because I think the finals of the TBS title tournament are supposed to be on the debut (laughs) TBS show. I thought that was happening in January. It is. So I think this is going to run for a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll know more because they're supposed to announce it. That's uh, a long pull through a two-month-long tournament. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Christian Cage, which should be damn fine. Yeah. Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Again, very good. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, something we've seen a lot, but at the same time, it's always pretty good. But, you know. Uh, I, I need Jurassic Express to do something a little different now. Yeah. Starting, uh, uh, starting to get a little tired of that combo. Maybe Jungle Boy finally gets the big pin we've been asking for here. Maybe. Uh, in a sad sign of some of the current levels of booking, these two things were listed. Britt Baker versus question mark for the women's championship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can see maybe uh, – you know, maybe Anna J after what happens, what could happen on Rampage? Well, we'll talk about Rampage. Oh, well, actually, I'll ask you this, Chris. Do you want to talk about Rampage spoilers at the end of the show? Uh, we probably shouldn't, just in case okay. people don't want okay. to be. I will just say Friday night tends to hint what direction they've decided to go in. I see. Okay. All yes. right. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, or Miro. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. And I'm I mean, guessing because we're getting Malachi Cody three this coming week, that's not what it is. I could yeah. be really into Cody versus Miro. Uh, Cody versus Miro could be good. Um, I love. I know we're jumping around, but I love Miro's promo on Dynamite. Yes. That was that was fantastic work. He's questioning his faith. Can't go home yeah. to his wife, and yeah, and 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 reel her out in not so many words, um, <laughs> which is a great travesty. Because yes. man, yes. that would uh, that would be quite the sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one. I you like. think uh, you, you you know what? I, I think Lana's the aggressor. In, uh, in terms of <laughs> relations, I feel like the Redeemer just fucking lays back and lets it happen. You know, <laughs> redeem these nuts all over her face. And then for the tag team titles, <laughs> the Lucha Bros defending against FTR, which again was made very clear uh, last night on Dynamite. So um, let's dig into what was. Big uh, Friday night rampage show on the buy-in. It was ki- it kicked off with Tay Conti versus Santana Garrett. Tay goes over in what was a fine match. 
Garrett, for someone who's been in wrestling for as long as she has, um, not very good in my opinion. <laughs> Wasn't she – she was like associated with a tag team at one point or am I getting shit confused? Uh, let me see. Uh, like an impact? Wasn't she an impact for uh, – She was in impact for a while. A while. Maybe I'm see. getting her confused with Diamante with LAX. Uh, but, 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 I feel like but, but, I remember Santana Garrett being associated with some kind of tag team. Uh, I mean, it's really not important. To... Mm, nothing I can really see here. But All right, maybe I'm just getting my generic uh, generic women confused. It's okay. Uh, you know. Oh, uh, just a quick uh, quick sidetrack. Uh, shout out to uh, Lyco Lads, uh, Derek and Russell, who went to uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest yesterday. Yes. And uh, sent me a, uh, a personalized video from one Jordan Grace. So thank you very much, boys. Much, <laughs> much appreciated. Uh, I would have rather heard not, uh, you know, put the phone back towards your faces uh it's gonna make it hard to to complete my mission um well, with that video but uh i appreciate the effort there boys it's great news it's very easy to edit a video clip in it's true the, that the is true on your phone that's so. all right well the, the photos she posted of her in those tight red pants were enough to uh <laughs> enough to uh you know give is our patreon first, money just going straight to year. her barbells and bikinis <laughs> thing well, she posts enough of it on Instagram that I don't have to subscribe to that. I mean, Fair. come on. Fair. You know, to see that ass go up and down on a, on a pull-up bar, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm there. Bobby Fish defeated Lee Moriarty. <laughs> Lee looked really good here, I gotta say, and, and they did a, uh, they did announce officially that Lee is all elite. Bobby Fish still really doesn't do a lot for me, I, got, I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I would have rather uh, Moriarty picked up the win here if they were going to sign him. Yeah, but I, I guess because this was supposed to be like the build for Danielson versus Fish, both guys. He, oh yeah, fair. Yeah, you don't want him to lose before, to to a new guy before going before Danielson. That makes sense. Yes, and then Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, which, uh, goddamn, uh, Danielson's definitely got his second match of the year candidate in AEW already. Uh, third. I mean, that match with Nick Jackson was well, fucking outstanding. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> uh, I mean, the guy is on an incredible fucking streak right here. And he, it was one of those things, you know, the intros of both guys were great. And you can tell they were both excited to be in yes. the ring with each other, especially yes. Brian had a very hard time hiding it. Yeah. Uh, Suzuki, a little more stone faced, as you would yeah. expect. But Brian was almost noticeably giddy yeah yeah uh, and boy did that match fucking rule it, it, it's everything we love here uh, at the rough yeah. house really I, all you needed was to, for it to go full marty and christoph is have like uh phoenix and dante martin flipping around right. while the rest of this match happened yeah like that's the only way it could have been more perfect for us yeah. um when suzuki threw that first heavy <sighs> forearm and Brian Danielson decides to do the Family Guy sell, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the shake, the, yeah. the you know the tremor, quiver. Uh, my God, so, uh, so goddamn good. <laughs> you know, and it's we've talked about this ever since Brian came back. You know, we are worried on behalf of Daniel Bryan for yes. you know headshots and neck shots and, and things of that nature. Yes. And I feel like he exploits it so much and I get bought in every time yes. uh, because I obviously don't want anything to happen to the guy. And But he, the way he sells 
definitely plays into that, and I love him and hate him for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, and Taz just full on going fanboy and saying. If you're watching TV right now and you aren't watching this on YouTube, you're dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah. Bless. <laughs> so bless Taz. Taz. Taz was in rare form on Friday. As, he was loosey goosey on Friday, yeah, man. It, I don't know if he, I don't know if he hit up a happy hour earlier in the evening or, or what, but he and Excalibur were in full dark mode on Friday yes. and, and I loved it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Danielson wins with his third official finisher in AEW as he hit the flying knee, the, the, yeah. the Pisaki knee from uh, Kenta to get the finish. Uh, and he had an entirely different finish against Bobby Fish. So uh, he's setting up four possible finishers, which I think is okay. pretty awesome. All right. um, then, uh, you know, once the buy-in was over, we went to Rampage proper. It was CM Punk against Matt Seidel in your opening match. No commercial breaks. Uh, the, the description I saw this match online, which I, I really enjoyed and I'm, I'm going to throw in my own variant of it. Uh, the description I saw was that was the match on a shitty WWE pay-per-view that people go back and tell you to watch. Wow. <laughs> that is shockingly accurate. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a mostly, you know, it, it kind of falls in that WWE style yeah. of match. Yeah. There were things about it, um, you know, that kind of had some AEW flair to it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, these are two guys who were in the WWE system for a large number of years. In the WWE system, you know, they were in Ring of Honor for in, yeah. the same period of time in, in the yeah. mid 2000s. Both got their breaks in the Midwest. Um, the, the description I would have for it is this would main event like a Friday night show when ring of honor was doing triple shot weekends. This would be like the, the DVD that you pick up because it's on sale and you go, Oh, you know what? That punk side out match was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that, that tracks too. Uh, it was just a really good match. I mean, I, 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 I feel bad for not having more to say about it. I can, you know, in comparison to like Suzuki Danielson, it wasn't like this masterpiece, but it, no, but it was, was it was technically sound. Yeah, very competent match. Yeah, it was clean. You know, they you know, two guys who know each other, you know, their strengths and weaknesses just kind of went out there and played to them. Um, it was it, it was very good. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not in a hurry to go back and and rewatch it or put it on my match of the year list or anything, but yeah, it was a, a very good match. Yes, and very, I, but very I, very I, I do love that Rampage smartly is kind of becoming the CM Punk show, yeah. uh, because uh, hey man, that's if you want people to to tune in, that's one way to fucking do it. Exactly. So Punk ends up winning with the GTS. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, a great one too. Yeah, uh, side out ate all of it, which was awesome, yeah. and. Uh, I just thought it was very good. Um, then uh, backstage promo. Cromulent match. Yes. We had a backstage promo with the Dark Order where John Silver challenged the super click. So uh, that was signed for Dynamite. Then we had Ruby Soho against Bunny. And Chris, I don't want to say you ruined this match for me, but there's two things you pointed out which definitely made it a very different match to watch. One, yeah. Ruby Soho running uh, like Tina Belcher. So that that definitely has changed how I watch any Ruby Soho match. And you also pointed out that the bunny may be a better wrestler than Ruby Soho. She definitely out wrestled Ruby Soho on Friday. I don't know. I mean, she's really come 
a long way. Uh, I don't know if that's working with Dustin or just getting more reps in there with a better caliber of performer. Um, but when she first showed up in AEW, her matches were not like this. And she yeah. that shit looked good. I mean, she was putting the heat on yeah. on Ruby real nice and it looked it looked snug. It looked right where it needed to be. It was fluid. She wasn't like yeah. just going into her next spot. It was it was some good shit. I had heard uh, some comments she had made in an interview about when she started in AEW, she lost her confidence really hard. Yeah. She, she'd started having a lot of performance anxiety. So, you know, it's good to see her doing well. Um, this was about building to everything after the match, though, as after the match, here comes uh, Penelope Ford, uh, <laughs> had uh, the brass knucks. Uh, they beat up Ruby Soho. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice right hand with, uh, with the knucks. Indeed. So. And then we had uh, the uh, face-to-face segment, Mark Henry with American Top Team and the Inner Circle, which led to our main event, a six-man tag, the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager against the American Top Team trio of Men of the Year, being Scorpio Sky and uh, Old Ethan, Ego, Page, Ethan Page, and uh, Junior Dos Santos, former UFC heavyweight champion of the world. This match should not have been as goddamn fucking fun as it was. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It was a fun main event. I mean, it was one of those you know crowd popping uh, six man tags, trios matches. Yeah. Uh, Dos Santos, uh, you know, looked pretty good uh, in terms of you know pro wrestling. Yeah. I, I got to imagine it's hard to to you know uh, go from full on striking trying to murder somebody to uh, trying at least to pull your punches and not uh, yeah. and not murder somebody, but yeah. make it look like you are. And, and I think we saw a little bit of that in the post match, which we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, yeah, uh, the first time that Junior Dos Santos got to hit a body slam on Jericho, yeah, he looked like he was having the time of his life. Oh yeah, no, like, he was definitely having a blast. Like there was an enthusiasm for him that like made that resonate more for me. Like I, yeah. I, you could tell he was having a good time doing this match and, and, and being a part of this show. What uh, I wish is that when Jake Hager got the tag in, they actually would have, would have uh, gone shooting on each other a little bit. <laughs> right. Right. Just, I want to see Jake Hager yeah. get knocked around a bit. Well, Hager ended up hitting a, a urinagi on the floor on junior dos Santos, putting through him a table. Clean through a table, yeah. which uh, looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ended up happening is uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal ran in uh, uh, while Paige Van Sant uh, distracted the referee, hit the running knee on Jericho. Scorpio Sky getting his third pin <laughs> yeah. on uh, Chris Jericho. Well, kind of hit a running knee. I should double Yeah, it that. looked like a total whiff from yes. what I watched. But. Uh, but Scorpio Sky gets the pin, and then uh, American Top Team and Men of the Year beat down on Jericho. And I don't know who the other American Top Team guys were, but their worked punches did not – like, Jericho looked really legitimately pissed off. Because <laughs> it looked like they were raining down punches on his head. And so, then after a very long beatdown, Santana yeah. and Ortiz's new, less good theme hit – and out they come to chase off America Top Team. Inner Circle stands tall as the show goes off the air. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, happy to see Santana and Ortiz back. They've been gone for uh, some weeks here. So uh, always good to have them. You hadn't seen them since um, uh, Grand Slam, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's been, you know, what, three, four weeks at this point? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's been 
been a spell. But uh, yeah, happy to have them back. You know, definitely leading towards that match. There were a couple more developments on Dynamite, but um, sure, yeah, it's it's good business. And then for Dynamite, show kicked off with CM Punk coming out getting his entrance and uh, hopping into the commentary booth. Punk was on fire on commentary last night. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, he was, uh, he was in good form, especially the bit during uh, the, the Kira Hogan Penelope Ford match. <laughs> where He just goes, look, I have to ask any relation. And then it just turns into schick fest with yeah. uh, JR, Tony and Excalibur throwing out possible Hogan's. That yeah. 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 Like, that she's oh, you you mean a uh, pro golfer, Ben Hogan? No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Hogan. Call that a oh, knife? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Larry Hogan. Yeah, uh, yeah. Governor Larry Hogan. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Malachi Black had a match with Dante Martin to kick off the show. Dante Martin seconded by Leo Rush. Uh, I thought this was very good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. This was awesome because you had a shit kicker versus a guy who keeps flipping around to avoid the shit kickery. But right. ultimately, it was an absolute killer spinning heel kick to the face of Dante Martin that took him yeah. down he much to the kicked. chagrin <laughs> of uh, Leo Rush. Leo Rush giving the internet a great reaction image. Yep. Uh, Absolutely uh, fucking uh, top top marks for Leo Rush on that. Yes. It's like, uh, come on, bro. Yeah. And Malachi Black gets the win. We go to the back. Jurassic Express were being asked about their health status after uh, the big uh, eight-man tag last week. Kenny Omega and Adam Cole interrupt, but then the Young Bucks blindside the uh, Jurassic Express, hits super kicks, and Kenny Omega hits a powerbomb on Luchasaurus through a table to make up for last week's botch powerbomb. Yeah, yeah, which they just can't stop alluding to. No, they cannot. Out comes the inner circle. It's all the original five. Santana really hypes up the uh, Miami crowd and wants to address America's top team. Out comes Dan Lambert. Uh, both sides go back and forth, including uh, Jericho calling Paige Van Santa bitch. Yeah, did not care for that. Yeah, awesome um, in 2021. Saying that he uh, that he wouldn't touch her with her husband's genitalia, yes. uh, which, uh, again... Why? Yeah, uh, and not, not great. Fu- fucking fucking liar. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. goddamn Paige Van Zandt. But uh, Jericho wanted a five on five tag team match. Lambert said the men in the year of bigger plans. Those plans involve championships, and he said he'd give Sammy Guevara his terms next week. I think it's clear between the unofficial official uh, yeah. leak of the, the full gear card and everything. We're probably going to get Sammy versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. If uh, Sammy wins, they'll do the five on five and that'll be at full gear. Yeah. I does every feud with Chris Jericho have to have fucking stipulations and conditions and shit like that. It's, Just be uh, glad we didn't have the inner circle war room or the the Chris Jericho and friends jug time jamboree or like I, I'm just glad this was not a named segment. Yeah, no, I I, I get you, uh, but it, you know, yeah, it's 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 just just have a fucking match, man. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't have to, you don't have to go through fucking labors to for every fucking feud. It's starting to get a little little tired. I I understand completely. Then we had the 
triple A, and I'm going to say it that way because I'm not Justin Roberts trying to get Thank credibility. Triple A yeah, tag I, I like championship you. match. <laughs> it was Andrade El Idolo's friends lost Super Ranas. Uh-huh. Going against Luge Bros of Penta L0M and Ray Phoenix. And uh turns out Las Superranas were FTR in disguise. Yeah. Uh the thickest luchadors you've ever seen. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this basically, side of Blue Demon Jr. Basically Cash Dax's dumpers were very noticeable. Yeah. Um once they took the masks off uh Cash and Dax, this turned out to be a really fun match. Yeah. Um I saw some people were very up in arms about the way the titles were treated, but if you know anything, if you actually know anything about Lucha, they <laughs> that shit happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> they they treat their belts like shit, and AAA in particular is a very big fan of uh, swerve booking. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if this means that Cash and Dax are heading down to Mexico for a little bit. You uh, boys like Mexico, but uh, we have new AAA tag team champions, and it turns out that. Uh, MJF uh, worked out a deal to let Andrade use them for a one-night thing and uh, got paid very nicely for it. That's interesting to me. I mean, I know FDR is, you know, in in the pinnacle, associated with the pinnacle. But, I mean, for MJF to, like, pimp them out, that's an interesting development. No, I, I don't know. I'm I, curious I, I thought, where that heads. I thought it was weird too. Uh, Dante Martin, Leo Rush backstage. Uh, Leo Rush said that Dante failed because of his own doing. So no, he's not wrong. He's going to take care of Dante because from this day forward, Leo Rush is Dante's new tag team partner. Sorry, Darius. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Then we had John Moxley versus Wheeler Utah. I was really looking forward to this match on paper, and it ended up being three moves. Yeah, it was. I think from the time he walked uh, out of the back, you know, the concourse area to the time he was back in the concourse area was under ninety seconds yeah. easily. Um, sorry, Wheeler Yuta, uh, just a very pissed off John Moxley, which I I do enjoy. I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why I had to be Wheeler Yuta because Mox and Orange Cassidy are both in the uh, Eliminator tournament. Yeah, so. and uh, OC looked very pissed off about the situation. He did. He a did. rare sign of emotion. Yeah, from OC. that'll be a fun match, though. Yes, very fun. I mean, aside uh, from the from the ladder match last week, I don't think they've ever really touched. I don't think so either. I, I think you're correct. Um, Serena D backstage being interviewed about her victory over Hikaru Shida. Shida yeah. interrupts and kicks the shit out of her. It was yeah. awesome. And, uh, and when then they came Punk back, has the yeah. line of the night. Yeah. She's got real nice looking hair. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that, that, that got a pop out of me. That Thank was good you, shit. Punk. Then we had the PWG special of the night. Yeah. Super click of Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson going against the Dark Order trio of Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. This was so goddamn fun. Yeah. All the uh all the flips, all the kicks, yes. uh, you know, the anti FTR match. Yes. Um it was it was it was very much, very much fun. The the Dark Order, you know, we say it every time, but the Dark Order's lightning fast combos are one of the most fun things to watch in pro wrestling. Yes. Uh super fun. Running knee from Adam Cole uh, hits on Alex Reynolds. Reynolds had a hell of a coming out party. Oh, by the way, JR absolutely popped me uh, last night because he was talking about how great of showing this was 
for Alex Reynolds, and then immediately Alex Reynolds gets hit with all these double-team moves, and he just goes, oh, hell, I just jinxed him. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know. we I know we shit on JR a lot here, but every now and then, dude just nails it. Yeah, every, every now and then, when he's not making dated references and then calling out said dated references, yes. but, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, Adam Cole hits the knee... Match is over post match. Well, it was after a BTE trigger too. Yes, BTE so he trigger, BTE then, trigger and then the the boom. Yeah, lowering the boom is what yeah. they're calling it these days. Um, but then uh, Jungle Boy runs out. He pulls out a chair, goes after the super click. Uh, Brandon Cutler left in the ring. Uh, gets hit with the chair and then gets locked in the snare trap while. Uh, while Jungle Boy sprays the cold spray into the eyes of Brandon Cutler. Yeah, yeah, it's a good uh good turnabout there. Yes, and the super click does nothing to help. No, of course not. Why would they? Why this is stooge? Yeah, goddamn yeah. it, Brandon Cutler is is earning his multiple paychecks lately. I mean, is is he in the the stooge Mount Rushmore next to um Patterson and Briscoe at this point? Possibly. I mean, I was I was half tempted to uh, hit a certain drop for Brandon Cutler this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> so there you go, Brandon Cutler. There you go. Is the guy who didn't even have a match. No, no. We got a Cody Rhodes Arn Anderson vignette. I'm just going to say, in short, this was the Rhodes Wrestling Academy jumping Cody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Yes. Uh, cool. M- MJF came out, cut a promo, uh, crapping on the fine folks of Miami. Uh, said he was going to have a match against Darby Allen, but Darby was not cleared. So Wardlow pulls out poor little Bryce Remsburg yeah. and demands that Remsburg counts to 10. Before he can get to 10, Sting comes out, gets in the face of MJF and Wardlow. MJF throws Wardlow in the way. MJF bails. and uh, Wardlow eats a bat shot. Yes, that was that. Ana Jay was asked about the Dark Order's loss backstage by Tony Schiavone. Britt Baker interrupts her, who called them losers. Accurate. Yeah, because I mean, they, they, they just lose a match. As she explained, she said... Yeah. They lost, therefore, they're losers, therefore, you're a loser, therefore, you're also a follower of losers. And then that turned into a brawl, and there would be a reason, because that would be announced in just a little bit. Penelope Ford defeated Kira Hogan, we talked a little bit about that. It was okay, but they got a little lost. Uh, We had that awesome Miro promo, and then, one of the best pure babyface promos in as long as I can remember, Adam Page coming out like it felt like a fucking NWA studio show. <laughs> like, yeah, man, it was very, it was, it was, it was classic. Yes, it was a classic. Yes, both in 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 content, in performance, and it'll be remembered as one of, if not to this point, Page's best promo. Yeah. So Adam Page. He talks about how he's excited for Full Gear. He said uh, the original vision of AEW was to change the world, but it feels like the world changed him. He he promised on day one he'd be world champion, but he lost. He lost to Chris Jericho. He lost the pack. He went on a losing streak. He lost his confidence in friends. But the thing that kept him coming back was people chanting cowboy shit. (laughs) And cowboy shit became the, the hard times 
of this promo because cowboy yeah. shit means lots of things. Cowboy shit's when you fall off a horse and you get back up and keep going. Cowboy shit's when you don't give up on yourself. Cowboy shit is that when you're at the top of your game, you go back home and you're there for the birth of a beautiful baby boy. Baby brother. He says he knows the fans still believe him, and the, for the first time of his life, he does too. Yeah, great fucking line. Yeah. Uh, the shit quota last night was abnormally high. Yes, very high. TNT <laughs> must must be approving a high shit count. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what that uh, what that memo uh, memo <laughs> reads. Yeah, can, can we say shit 112 times? This yeah, week? Tony. Yeah. Last week was seven. <laughs> yeah, like that episode of South Park where they had like, you know, 130 some shits. It was announced Rampage next week for a non-title match. Britt Baker going against Anna J. Pack versus Andre El Idolo round two and a match of the world title uh, eliminator tournament. And then for Dynamite next Saturday, which will be aired live from Orlando, Florida, two AEW world title eliminator tournament matches and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black three. Your main event of the evening was Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. This was really goddamn good. Uh, A lot of MMA style work and the finish number four for Brian Danielson was a heel hook. So now he's got the okay. bell lock, the cow mutilation, the flying knee, which beat John Cena, and mm-hmm. uh, the heel hook. So four possible finishers for Brian Danielson. Uh, very, very good. And then the uh, bracket was announced for the World Championship Eliminator Tournament. It is John Moxley versus 10, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs, which is going to be on Rampage next week. Yeah. And on the other side, on Dynamite next week, Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes, which could be awesome. Yeah, I would have rather seen somebody a little more exciting than Dustin in there, but okay. And Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer next week. That should be great. Yeah, that should be very good. So Cassidy versus Hobbs on Rampage and Danielson and Dustin and Kingston and Archer on Dynamite next week. Next year when Moxley versus 10 is going to be, but uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a quick squash. So, yeah, it looks like we'll get uh, Mox versus OC mm-hmm. in the semis and then uh, Danielson versus Archer. Or you think Kingston Archer or over? Kingston. Um, I think it would be interesting if it's Kingston. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, then then it's sort of the hint of to lead into Mox. Mox yeah. versus Kingston. Um, but, mm. yeah, we, we, we know now the direction it's actually going in. At least if that sheet of papers to be believed. Sure. But uh, all in all, uh, you know, should be real fun. Two real fun shows uh, from AEW Friday and Saturday. And for the love of God, folks, if you did not watch the buy-in, throw on Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson. I can't underline it enough. This match was fucking incredible. It was very much worth the time. Uh, it was. It went like twenty little, about twenty minutes, plus yeah. or minus one or two minutes there. Uh, very much worth your time on a Sunday afternoon or a Monday morning or a, uh, a Tuesday uh, evening or whenever. Watch it all those times. Yes. You know, yeah. Pump up those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, keep watching it. Just watch it yeah. nonstop. Like. And, and, is there a way to set a video to repeat on YouTube? I, like, <laughs> I'm sure there's some plugin that you could do to, yeah. to do that. And you can find it at patreon.com slash the rough house podcast. <laughs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire, steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A 2 by 4 with a nail in it? We got it. A kendo stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.